0: The day has finally come, Will. Mm-hmm. We are here. This is the last regular season episode of season seven of the Tony G Show. It went by so fast. We're done already, man. Yep. i doing a standing
1: episode this, this time around. You are?
0: Yeah. Will McCormick's standing up. It's freaking me out a little bit here in Tony G Studios. It's like, good for you, Tony. Okay. <laughs>
1: I'm going to go sit down in the library for five hours so I can <laughs> stand up for an hour
0: here. That's a good point. You, listen, man. I mean, you do your thing. i going to try it out. We'll see. Whatever you feel like you get the body, however best suits your need to get mm-hmm. the body circulation going, Yeah, I'm here for it. Last regular season episode of season seven, before we get into anything, don't forget to look into the Wayne King interview that dropped mm-hmm. last week. All right, because that was really, it was a great interview, and he enjoyed his time coming around to the Tony G Show talking. we enjoyed having him. Will, you couldn't be there, but it was a yeah. great conversation, great talk, so I... Advise that. That is uh, the Wayne King interview. Tony G Show interviews Wayne King. Tuesday's episode isn't getting the traction that I would like. Mm -hmm. And I'm willing to admit that as the host, the creator of this podcast. Because the whole AMS web servers were down or whatever. The Amazon Web Services was down Tuesday. So the episode couldn't get released till Wednesday. And it's just not having much traction. Not too many people are looking into it. That episode was called National Champions. Again, we talk about college football, break down the college football playoff. We talk about Sean McDermott and the Buffalo Bills. We blast them. And then recap Tony G's picks of the week. So go ahead and give that one a listen as well. Either you know stop this episode and listen if you're big into chronological order or whatever. Or you can listen to it after this. I just want to make sure that everybody gets the full scope of the Tony G show before our season seven winds down and comes to a close at the end of today.
1: We're moving. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Get on it. All yeah. Right?
1: Or if you listen in random order, then we can just ignore us, I guess.
0: Yeah. And I hope you're enjoying the middle of season six after this. <laughs> season eight is going to drop in February. Okay. So that is when we will release the next season of regular season episode of the Tony G show. It might be in late January because we come back that week Yeah. of the last week in January. So I, we'll talk. Will and I have off-season discussions quite often in between seasons so contract details yeah absolutely we were just talking about contract negotiations before Mm -hmm. the mics opened for this episode Um, got a little heated it did yeah sorry about that black guy some things are
1: flying around the room and
0: (laughs) yeah Yeah. tony g studios is just a mess now before we get to season eight this is going to be wind up being a longer introduction than i intended it to be just because there's so much housekeeping to get out of the way before we wrap up this season Again, so season eight will start late January, early February. Uh, Follow me on Twitter at Tony G Nation for all the information on that. Follow Willis on Twitter. Will on Twitter at Willis5312. In between seasons, we are going to continue to persist with the Tony G show interviews. Mm -hmm. What we've usually been doing for like the October series, September, every series up until December has been two episodes a month. We're going to kick it up to three, I think. I still have to work out some contract details, this or that with Will. I still have to work out some scheduling details. Yeah, but We have more interviews coming for the month of December and January just because we're not in season. So you're still going to get some content. It's still going to be good, and I hope you enjoy it. But that is coming up for the off season. And with that being said, let's talk about today's episode because, Will, it's going to be – and I want to get this – Right, yeah. I want to make it clear that because we're talking all Wisconsin today, doesn't mean that I'm not keeping an eye on the rest of yeah. the sports world. Yeah, we're it's we're just, just narrowing the last it down episode of the season, you know. Right. And, and people so often give us feedback. I like when you talk about the Packers. I like when you talk about because we're a Wisconsin market podcast. So we're going to be talking all Wisconsin today. We'll start off with a quarterback spotlight. Of the famous Aaron Rodgers, out of all the quarterback spotlights we've done in the history of the Tony G Show, Mm -hmm. one has never been done on Aaron Rodgers. So we'll just take a look at his season, and maybe preview after this season, we'll we'll discuss the future of Aaron Rodgers. Then the second segment, we're going to talk comeback Badgers. The Wisconsin Badgers basketball team won last night over Indiana in comeback fashion, and it was one of the more... Unbelievable games I think I've ever <laughs> I've yeah. ever watched. It was like when Will McCormick gets the upper hand in me in mini basketball in Tony G Studios. Which is common. And then I'm like, you know what? Let's get going here. <laughs> and then I just absolutely throttle him and just demolish you wish. him on the, on the basketball court. So it's kind of similar to that. We'll discuss. And then to cap out the entire season, the seventh season of the Tony G Show, mm-hmm. we're going to preview, make our predictions, for Super Bowl Fifty Six in the NFL, and we're gonna go. We're gonna go AFC Championship, NFC Championship, Super Bowl. And right when we're coming back, it'll be around Super Bowl time. So that's usually how it works out. Because yeah. right when we get back, playoffs will be going all January, mm-hmm. and then when we get back, it'll be starting to preview the AFC, Ooh. NFC Championship, Super yeah. Bowl. I don't know how it'll work out this year. I don't know how schedule because there's an extra right. team in there, so I don't know if the Super Bowl gets pushed back. To, like almost mid February right still early February so we'll see but I just want to make those predictions now just just in case we don't get to them or just in case we don't start the season on time or whatever might happen so we'll get those predictions out of the way now but this is it that's our show Aaron Rodgers comeback Badgers Super Bowl 56 predictions the Tony G show you're listening to the Tony G show now in its seventh season Subscribe to the show now on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Follow the show on Twitter at Willis5312 and at Tony Nation. Also on Instagram at Tony TonyGordana. Now, along with Will McCormick, here's the host, Tony G. The whole standing thing didn't last very long for Will. No. <laughs> it, it did not. I got it hot. It wasn't something like we were planning that he's going to stand and then no. sit at the, and then we're going to make a joke out of it. That's just how it happened. Yeah. Will, Will stood for the entire open of the show, and then music played, and he looks at me and he says, all right, this isn't going to last long. Yeah. And he I, grabs his chair and sits down at his microphone for Tony G. I had to
1: think, like, if I extrapolate this feeling out for a half hour, how am I going to feel? You know, you I could decided.
0: have picked the, I mean, the chair sitting right next to you. Yeah. I mean, you could have picked it up at literally any point in the show and sat down.
1: Well, I wanted to wait till the intro was over. I didn't want to ruin it, so.
0: But I'm saying, if you thought you thought to yourself, if I do this all show, I'm yeah. going to feel like, wow, I need to sit down. Yeah. At any point throughout the show, you could have grabbed that chair that was literally right behind you and That's sat true. down. That's
1: true. I could be standing still. They don't know.
0: No, I, we could make this up.
1: Yeah. I could be floating.
0: You God, very well could be. Who knows? Speaking of floating, how about that dunk at... Oof. at the intermission that's beauty yeah thank you that
1: ricochet pass that bounced off seven walls and somehow landed right in my lap <laughs> it's great
0: yeah yeah that's uh that's the work we do here at tony g mm-hmm. you know, we keep at tony g studios we keep it professional oh yeah sure always yeah. whatever so out of all the quarterback spotlights we do and the first two segments here today are going to be wisconsin sports we're from a wisconsin market but most people when I, like i said in the open when we get feedback. I like when you talked about the Packers. I like when you talked about the Badgers. I liked your take on the Bucks. And so that's just what we're going to do here. Mm-hmm. It's not a it's, it's not a cop-out episode because it's the last episode of the season. I like to make arguments. So I like to do research. Tony G does do his homework. But this episode is more of a prediction for the ceilings or the conclusions. What's going to be the conclusion of Aaron Rodgers' career? How is this season going to wrap up for Badgers basketball? What's going to happen in that bowl game for Badgers against the, uh, the football team, against the Arizona State. You know, what, what's going to happen? Right. So with all this being said, predicting Super Bowl 50, it's, it's not a cop-out episode. But it's something that I like to make my opinions and predictions noted mm-hmm. Before it's too late. Yeah. because otherwise, who, who am I to predict the Badgers are going to have a good year if they win throughout all of winter?
1: Right. And then we come back and we're like, all right, we're going to make predictions about how good the Badgers are?
0: Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Like, it would just be a loss of credibility. It's just reading the facts at that point. Yep. So, we are going to do it today. We'll start here. And like I said in the open as well, out of all the quarterback spotlights we've done, and it's one of our more popular segments, we have never done one on Aaron Rodgers. No. We're from a Wisconsin market, and we have never talked about Aaron Rodgers in depth. So let's do that today. What do we make of the season to this point for AR-12? Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay playing for the Packers. Well, it's been a slew of ups and downs. It has been a slew of good and bad. Out of everything he's dealt with, everything under the sun from COVID to COVID toe to not COVID toe to a broken toe, to getting his old mate and Randall Cobb back on the team mm-hmm. to stellar play like usual. It's just another typical Aaron Rodgers season where he has to deal with everything under the sun and kind of navigate for the Green Bay Pack. Where would the Green Bay Packers be if it was not for Aaron Rodgers? Mm. Say Brett Favre, his career declines. I don't know if you know if Aaron Rodgers isn't in the picture, does Brett Favre finish his career in Green Bay? I don't know. But let's say it's 2011, 2012, about a year or so after Brett Favre had retired, after being with the Minnesota Vikings, is the Green are the Green Bay Packers say they move on to a new quarterback and it's not Aaron Rodgers. Where are they today? Are they going to be like the Detroit Lions, the Jacksonville Jaguars? Is it going to get that bad if Aaron Rodgers is never in the picture, or is it going to be? Win with an average team, Tennessee Titans. Is it going to be win with an average team? Maybe, I want to say Joe Burrow, but he's too young, so I don't think that's a, a nice comparison. Win with an average quarterback, San Francisco 49ers. Yeah. Or is it going to be below average play, Minnesota Vikings, mm-hmm. Chicago Bears, Atlanta Falcons, that aren't as bad as Lions, Jaguars, etc. Jets. I say they fall right in the middle there. I say they're like a 500-team Maybe below. Yeah, especially with the talent they have now. Exactly. Say De- say Devonte Adams still progresses. Say their defense is still. You know, Kenny Clark is still progressing. Mm-hmm. You know, say that that say that they draft a Jair Alexander. Say that they hit on a couple draft picks, but none of them are a quarterback. Right. Are they still a competitive team? Like I said, maybe they're the Minnesota Vikings. Maybe they're.
1: Well, and it makes you wonder too, like Atlanta Falcons, right? Like how many guys are here because of Rodgers? You yeah, know, that's or, also or, true. Or. Staying because of Rodgers. Mm-hmm. You have to consider that as well. well when they
0: went out in that, that offseason when they signed the four free agents. Yeah. Zedarius Smith, Billy Turner, Adrian Preston. Amos, Preston Smith. When they went out and signed those four guys, would that have happened if it wasn't for Aaron Rodgers? I don't know. I, they wanted to yeah. go to good competitive teams. Right. Preston came from Washington. Yep. Zedarius came from Baltimore. Billy Turner came from Denver, I yep. think it was. And Adrian came from... Chicago the yeah. Bears so those are all relatively uncompetitive teams mm-hmm. you can make a case for the Baltimore Ravens but I don't think they were the Baltimore Ravens that we knew at that time At no. that time I think it was the year that Zedarius's last year in Baltimore I think was was that the rookie season of Lamar the year he yeah. won the MVP through like 50 touchdowns
1: it was right around that time I, I really can't remember season. yeah I know Zedarius kind of had a marginal impact mm-hmm. for the Ravens that year. But he was kind of ready for a breakout season.
0: So, but back to the point of if Aaron Rodgers never comes to Green Bay, say he doesn't exist or maybe say he goes to San Francisco, like everyone thought after he, you know, that whole story with him dropping in the draft. Brett Favre retires a Packer. I don't think they ever win a Super Bowl again. Yeah. I don't think that 2010-2011 Super Bowl happens. No. So Mike McCarthy is probably out without a Super Bowl. Mm -hmm. His career is probably different. Matt LaFleur probably never happens. Nope. That will, I mean, that would just never happen. We'd be watching a
1: marginally good Packers team right now. would be. If Rodgers didn't happen, Yep. essentially.
0: Aaron Rodgers... You could say all you want about Brett Favre, and it is all true about what he did to Green Bay. Mm-hmm. Green Bay was an uncompetitive team from the 70s to the 80s and early 90s. Brett Favre gets to Green Bay, and the narrative starts to change. Now there's Mike Holmgren. Now there's the Sharp. Now there's Desmond Howard. Now there's Reggie White. Now there's talent all over the place. They win a Super Bowl, go to another Super Bowl, and lose it. No, Brett they, Favre changed yeah. Green Bay forever. Without Put a doubt. Put on the map in the modern era. He leaves. Aaron Rodgers... Practically does the same thing, because if that never happens, if Aaron Rodgers is never a Packer, Green Bay doesn't win a Super Bowl, Titletown District probably never happens. No. The coaches don't happen. The talent that is around the org, Aaron Rodgers changed a lot. I don't think people give him enough credit. You know, when he goes through this offseason drama and everyone says he's a drama queen, and he could be. I mean, I don't know his personality outside of when he's talking on a microphone with his camera in his face. I don't know that. But you can't tell me that what he's done for Green Bay the state of Wisconsin, and the Green Bay Packers is not noticeable to the fact that he changed a lot. Mm-hmm. Maybe he didn't change, but he continued to persist with the narrative that Green Bay is a successful football town. He brought, I mean,
1: you just have to consider how special it is to have Hall of Fame quarterback play in Brett Favre, and then to follow it up with an even better quarterback. and a yeah, Rodgers is a for-sure Hall of Famer. Oh, 100%. For-sure Hall of Famer, but... He, he, I mean, if it wasn't for, literally if it wasn't for Favre, they probably wouldn't have grabbed Rodgers. I mean, like, there's just so many things that at play here that kind of yeah. pan out the way that they did, but, but I think right now this team, just to kind of bring it back to the current current conversation, they're good, but having a quarterback like that, I mean, that helps yep. you pull through scenarios, but they're playing with, you know, six, seven starters that are hurt.
0: Yeah, that's true. And again, to tie back into the, before I tie it back into the regular season of what the Green Bay Packers are having now under Aaron Rodgers. I do just want to mention quickly off of what you said, and then we'll get back to the current status of the Green Bay Packers in this quarterback spotlight of Aaron Rodgers. Does anyone ever think when they're watching Brett Favre, say the the Monday night football game against the Raiders, his dad just died, he played his heart out, and this guy is in his prime. He has a Super Bowl. This is a competitive team. Does anybody think that it could get better than Brett Favre? I doubt it. Like in Green Bay, watching Brett Favre happen in, in – In Green Bay playing for the Packers, does anyone think, oh, my gosh, it gets better than this? No. Everyone's like, this is the top. we got to enjoy him while he's here. Mm -hmm. Then the Packers go out and draft Aaron Rodgers, and the organization is never the same. Hasn't been for two decades. Now there's the argument that we've had over, what what now, like three decades of stellar Hall of Fame Super Bowl quarterback play, and you only have two Super Bowls. It's a good point, but it's also a greedy point. It's hard to win. It is. It's hard to win championships. It's, it's, it's not a cop-out. You, you definitely expect it. And, you know, with that type of quarterback play, when they get that close, you definitely think they could have had one or two more. Mm-hmm. But that's a kind of a greedy take as well. That's, I mean,
1: that's the nature of football. It's the nature of football it playoffs. It's it's one game. Yep. Best team. You know, luckiest team wins. You know, like you put... Uh, 2014, 2015 pack. What was the year they lost to the Seahawks? 14. 14? 14. You it put was
0: 2015, but it was a 2014.
1: Yeah. Right. If you put that season, say the playoffs are a um like a like a series style. Oh yeah. You're telling good. me the Packers wouldn't beat out the Seahawks in a series. It's not even and that though. I, I know that's what I'm saying, but like, it, but then you also have the flip side. In 2010, they won a couple of close games. They probably should have lost. Yeah, that's true. So it's just it's such a chance thing because. Yeah. They've put themselves in position time and time again under Aaron Rodgers to
0: win, and it just doesn't happen. This is what I'm about to say. I'm just gonna say it. I'm gonna throw it out there. 2014 it didn't even have to be a series type of deal. You just close out the final I know, five minutes I know. of that game, and you're in the Super Bowl. But I'm
1: just making the point that
0: I know. But it just <coughs> still
1: gets me mad at this point. Yeah, the media likes to pin that on Rodgers, like that's
0: his fault. You, if you capitalize on an onside kick, yeah. If you stop a two-point conversion. If you capitalize on the haha Clinton Dix turnover, if you stop the fake field goal, I'm—I mean, there's just so many things that mm-hmm. win the Seahawks. I whatever. It's just frustrating. But back to the season and Aaron Rodgers and the quarterback spotlight that we're talking about. I don't know that he's going to be the MVP this year. I've heard that be thrown around because of the year that the Packers are having, sitting at what is it nine and three now. Listen, I don't know that he's going to be an MVP caliber player this season. I think Jonathan Taylor's having a great year. I think even Kyler Murray's having a great year. He's dealt with some injuries. I don't know that Aaron Rodgers is putting up those numbers. He's not a top quarterback in many of the big statistical categories. 2,800 yards, 23 touchdowns, four interceptions, quarterback rating of 105.5. It's all impressive. It's all impressive. It's all great numbers. I'm not taking it for granted. But it's just not top in the league in anything.
1: And let me just add to that those numbers where if Rodgers, if we're not including week one, He's first in touchdown-interceptions ratio, Yeah. first in passer rating, first in adjusted yards per attempt, first in adjusted net yards per attempt, and also first in earned points per play, or earned points added per play.
0: That's crazy. That is nuts to think about. That is very dominant. How one bad week and it started the season kind of ruins the entire argument for Aaron Rodgers winning his fourth MVP this season Mm -hmm. and his second in a row. But it happened, and, you know, with – with, with that being taken into account, his stats are not some of the best quarterback numbers in the league. No. Carson Wentz, you could even make the argument that he's having a great year. That's a 500 team. Odds are that will not happen. About 95% chance Carson Wentz will not win the MVP. But you think about the talent that's happening around the league. Aaron Rodgers, the season that he's having, it's great. I mean, he's putting up great numbers. He's got
1: like, I think, four rushing touchdowns too, which is, yeah. that's... Yeah,
0: he's doing it all. It's with a, a, lot. a broken toe. Yeah. And his mindset, I mean, he is for sure a Hall of Famer, and he's having a great year. Like I said, mm-hmm. I can't, I'm not discrediting that. i right. not taking it for granted. But he's not going to win an MVP this year. Okay, so that is my breakdown of him having a quarterback spot. What I do want to commend Aaron Rodgers for is since that New Orleans loss, and everyone was coming out saying he looks like he's out of it, yeah. this whole drama thing, he doesn't want to play in Green Bay, he doesn't want to play anymore, he just wants to retire. He dispelled all of that after the New Orleans game. Mm-hmm. He came out and he went on a tear with the Green Bay Packers. He's balling. He's he's, absolutely he's I mean, he looks rejuvenated. His demeanor on the field as of the last couple of weeks, since they beat the Rams. Best quarterback play in the league. He well, not statistically. Since week one. That's true. That's a great point. Since week one. That's a great point. But I'm talking, like, demeanor. Like, he just looks happy. He looks fun. He looks like he's enjoying. He's smiling. Mm -hmm. He's determined. And it's not that he hasn't done that before. But this year, it's just a little bit extra. You know, when he comes out and he says, I expect excellence when I step onto the field. And he says a deadpan after a win. It's almost like the Kobe Bryant thing where, you know, he's, like, two wins away from an NBA finals championship. And he's like, what's there to smile about? Job's not finished. You know, that whole famous video. Yeah. It's almost Kobe-esque. I mean, granted, nobody is Kobe Bryant. But that's Aaron Rodgers this season. That is him. He wants to win. He wants to put. He wants to get a second ring. I think he saw Eli do that. I think he saw Peyton do that when he Peyton went out on his high horse. I think he sees Brady with all these different rings. Mm-hmm. And I think he sees, this is an important thing that I want to mention, Will. I think he sees a little Brett Favre in him. And I think that worries him. It's all speculation here. I have, I have no idea. But I think he sees that Brett Favre in him where Brett Favre only won a single Super Bowl and he's commended for his talent right. and his arm and his love of the game. And I think Aaron Rodgers wants to be mentioned. He knows he's going to be a Hall of Famer. He's, he knows that he is one of the best in the league and one of the most talented to ever do it. But he knows that there's a little Brett Favre to him, mm-hmm. that there's a little Dan Marino to him that if he gets that second ring, he can start to separate himself from the conversation that, well, he only won a single Super Bowl, and right. that was it. He sees that, and that worries him. And so that's why I think he wa- he's so determined and he's so destined to win another Super Bowl because he sees that if he gets a second ring, then the conversation, the narrative shifts. It, it actually doesn't even exist that he only had one Super Bowl and he no longer is mentioned in that conversation with the Dan Marino. So what could have been? The Brett Favre. So what could have been? Could have won back-to-back Super Bowls. Could have put it together in 2007, 2008. He wants to dispel that myth because it's it's here. It's here, man. Mm-hmm. How many NFC championships has he played in? A Just lot. about all of them. <laughs> and he he won a Super Bowl 2014, he lost, and everyone points to that season, what could have been last year in Tampa Bay or here with Tampa yeah. Bay. You know, you dispel what happened before halftime and the rest of that game and the Packers win and you're in the Super Bowl playing against the Chiefs who didn't play that well in the Super Bowl. He could have three. You could make the argument that he could have three Super Bowl championships now. And he sees that narrative and that worries him. That concerns him. With that being said, this is the last dance for him. You know what I mean by that? It was that cryptic thing that he and Devontae Adams did, Mm -hmm. both towards the end of their contract. And, Will, you you have some numbers on AR12's contract that I'll get to in a moment. But Aaron and Devontae did that thing on Instagram where they shared the last dance, Michael Jordan thing, like this is the last dance, ahead of the season this year for the Packers. So I definitely think something is up in Aaron Rodgers' mind. You know, he's always had that mantra in his head, that mantra in his head that if he doesn't play with the same organization, it's not going to be the same for him. He's always said... The guys that I looked up to and respected the most always spend every year of their career with the same team. Mm-hmm. The Kobe Bryants, the Clayton Kershaw's, they've all done it with the same team. And so he wanted that within himself. But you know, when he said it himself that when it occurred to him that it might not be possible, it's just reality, then he thought I'm going to make it my reality. And he thought, well, I'll just retire and call it quits at the top of my game at the winning an MVP and everybody can speculate and Shame the Green Bay Packers and shame, you know, whoever didn't give me a chance. Shame whoever didn't believe in me. And I'm going to go out like a champion with an MVP award, my third MVP award, at age 30 wonder. However, you know, however right. people look at his 36, 37-year-old age now. He can go out like that. And he really spent time thinking on it. Apparently got married. He didn't release too much information about that. So I think he spent a lot of time in reflection, like he said he did. And when it got time to become Aaron Rodgers on the field again, he said, I'm going to give it one last dance. I don't know if he expected it to go this well. I mean, especially after that week one loss, it was kind of like, all right. But I think he sees that his time is running out. And if he can control his exit, then again, he will not fall into that conversation of the Brett Favre. What Mm -hmm. will happen? He will not fall into the conversation of, guys who were exited who were shelled from the from the organization before they had a say so he wants to control that so he can control the narrative yeah. i'm not saying it's a bad thing right. but i'm just pointing out that's where i think his head is at
1: it's kind of like he, i think he saw what happened with Favre going to the vikings and even you know great players he played with like greg jennings yeah. he went to he went to the vikings and his career just tanked i understand that's like a different scenario for greg jennings but correct his, I don't want to say credibility of being a Packer, but I mean, besides that Super Bowl year,
0: I don't remember much. You know, it's just well, like after, like once he left Green, yeah. Green Bay. Yeah. So what you're trying to point out is if you leave that organization that made you who you are, you kind of you have to kind of go on your own, and because the organization's not going to do it for you as you're a veteran, you kind of have to make that narrative. When you
1: so. lose, yeah, you just kind of lose like
0: respect. Yeah, I mean, I don't like Favre. You don't? No. I love Brett Favre.
1: Well, I do and I don't. He was really good. He was. But he's also a Viking. He, that is definitely a sour taste. And that's what I mean. That's what I'm getting at. I think Favre, or not Favre, I think Rodgers realizes that. Mm-hmm. Where like, I like Favre, and he's one of the best quarterbacks I've watched. Not the best, but one. And, But it's also like, he was, he was a Viking.
0: That's true. I mean, there was a and time where I was... It. You know, he did it. Because oh, yeah. As like a stab back at the Packers. Yeah, and I'm not saying, you of course know, I'd he did. i probably do the same thing if I had that control. Of course he did. But it does leave that sour taste in them. And yeah. you know, the fact that... Oh, just got that one last stab. And here we go without talking about Aaron Rodgers. But he just got that one last stab putting both a Packer and a Viking jersey in his Hall of Fame locker. You kidding me? Yeah. I get it. You had the best year of your career with them. But come on. 16 years in Green Bay? Yeah. That's what I mean. So Aaron, yeah, I think you're right. Because Aaron at this point, and I'm not saying this is good or bad, but I'm just pointing it out that I think Aaron Rodgers... And you know, if he's listening to this, he, he hates when people speculate on where his head is at. He just absolutely yeah. hates it. But we're
1: not speculating.
0: We're 100% speculating. But <laughs> Aaron Rodgers wants to control. He wants to have a legacy to leave. He wants to walk out and people look at him and go, he had two Super Bowls. He has that credibility of a Peyton Manning, Eli Manning. He has those two Super Bowls. He, he went out on his own. He had some of the best years in his career. Towards the end of his career, he never really declined. I mean, he did, but he didn't. I was watching highlights of his first couple of years. Yeah, I think it was the Brett Favre game when, the, when Favre played with the Vikings against the Packers, just scrolling through Facebook watch, lying on the couch procrastinating homework. I came across some of those highlights. And, man, when he used to throw, oh, my goodness. And I don't know if it's just a style of change in his game, but when he used to throw, he, it used to mean something. Mm-hmm. I mean, that ball used to zip. You could just see it. He would cock up and fire. In His body language and he doesn't really do it, he's more nonchalant now. And I'm not saying that he doesn't care, no, but it's just it's different. You see, he's 30, he's not 24 anymore, yeah, he's you 38. Know what I mean? He's and, not that young kid who comes in and just slings it. I mean, right? He looked, he looked mean, like he looked bad back now, in those days.
1: Now it's more, pre- it's precision, it's more like that's true, dropping it in point. there, you know. Before, I think, and that's maybe where he took a little bit of far. If he was like. Favre just rifled it, man. Yeah. He would throw hard, yep. and I think maybe Rodgers kind of saw that and he saw the value in it. But man, that takes a toll on your arm too. Yeah,
0: you know, and and that's what quarterbacks did. And again, this isn't there, but I like the trajectory of this conversation. I think it's really good. That's just what quarterbacks did back then. Mm-hmm. I mean, have you, have you ever seen John Elway throw a football? <laughs> oh my goodness! Yeah, I mean it. I'm not exaggerating. It looks like it was shot out of a cannon. Mm-hmm. I mean, he had a rifle. Yeah. It was a straight, it was like a beeline to the receiver's hands. And it's, that was the knock on him getting drafted, is that, and even because he didn't have success, he had success towards the back end of his career with Denver. But that was the knock on him that he threw too hard. It, <laughs> this isn't baseball. I mean, you're not going to, th- why are you throwing 95 miles? You know, right, I mean? right, This isn't right. baseball. So that was the knock on him and so maybe you're right. Maybe Aaron saw that in him and wanted to change, wanted to be precise, wanted to leave a legacy, wanted to win 3-4 Super Bowls. So where do you see Rodgers beyond this season? I know So I'm sorry Aaron, we're going to speculate. <laughs> yeah, cuz Aaron's such a huge fan of the Tony G show as yep. well. Before I get to that, what I think he's going to do next year. Can you give us the numbers on his contract? Where yes. he's at, what what the exact stipulations are? Is he going to be yep. Like, what's the contract say he's going to be at next year? So, starting
1: out with this year, he's making one point one million on base salary, and then he has a potential opt out in twenty twenty two, which is what people are talking about. And the way they set up his salary was they backloaded the um, into the fifth year. So, for the first four years, he was making from twenty eighteen to twenty twenty one, he was making about a million in base salary, and then following that up in twenty twenty two, he'll be making twenty six million in one year yes so, so they really tried to backload it and make it a air quotes team friendly contract yeah where all the money is you know at the end and they can try to win mm-hmm. in those early years that
0: i think and i think again contracts are tricky but i think why he's getting only one he's not like getting paid one million this year that's it right it's right. all in signing so he gets yes. it at once when he signs he gets this amount of money and that's like yep. the 24 25 million. yeah I, it's not through the course of the season so the green bay packers have money to play with they get that expense out of the way now and they have money to play with all year long to try to build around him. So I think that's how that works out.
1: Right. Yeah. I'm talking just base salary. Like yes. for signing each year, he made over 11 million from 2018 exactly. to 2020, and then this year he's making 16 million in signing. So the kind of contracts are structured so weird. But it is, talking yeah. just base salary. It is heavily loaded towards the back end of his
0: his uh, contract. So putting money aside, you're saying that there's an opt that uh, his he has an opt out. Option on his contract after this season. I think I remember this restructure mm-hmm. back towards the start of the season. So, what I think is going to happen is he is either because a lot of people are speculating this again. And again, Aaron loves speculation. We all know that. And speculation is what speculation is. All of it is Adam Schefter came out and could have banked, could have took his entire salary from his employer and banked it on the fact that Aaron Rodgers was not going to be a Packer this season. Adam Schefter, a credible source for ESPN. And he, you know, some of his tweets and some of the things he was saying around draft time was, you know, as the Packers do what the Packers do and Aaron Rodgers is unhappy. have, Aaron Rodgers is not going to play for the Packers this year. Adam Schefter could have swore and took it to the bank that he wasn't going to. Mm-hmm. And here we are, week 14, week 15 in the NFL, creeping up on it. And where's Aaron Rodgers? You want to remind I me mean, what team he's playing for? I think he's, I think he's with Green Bay. That green
1: and yellow team. And I can guarantee you that was Rodgers being like, all right, I'm not moving now.
0: <laughs> exactly it was just spe- He does think to Toy with the media Because he just hates that speculation He hates the media But the point being That Speculation is speculation Yes I think he's either Going to be a Packer At the end of next year At the end of this year Excuse me mm-hmm. At the end of this year At the conclusion of this year Or he's going to retire
1: Yeah I think that's fair
0: And I think It's weird Because I don't know What it depends on Does it depend on Who's around him Does it depend on If they re-sign Randall Cobb Does it depend on If they Continue to beef up the defense. You know, what does it depend on? Let me finish by saying this, too. I don't think it depends on him winning a Super Bowl or not. Because if he doesn't win a Super Bowl, I could see him retiring. But if mm -hmm. he wins a Super Bowl, I could see him retiring. Yeah. You know, going out on top or going out like, I'm done with this. Mm -hmm. I don't think he'll play for another team because he's always said that. The great ones always play under one organization, and I'm not going to be the guy that bounces around, bounces around. I'm not saying it's impossible. I just yeah. don't think it's likely. A lot of right. people speculate Denver Broncos or Indianapolis Colts or this or that. I don't believe that Aaron Rodgers is going to play for another organization.
1: I I would say I have to back you up on that. I really don't. I mean, like you said, it's certainly possible, and that's you know, it's never done until it's done. Yep, yep. But that being said, if they they move into this 2022 season. 26 million in base salary I mean they're gonna run into contract issues it's gonna be everybody. yeah, yeah it, it's it'll be an interesting time in, in free agent history for Green Bay because they're gonna be making a lot of moves they're mm-hmm. gonna to have to let some guys go I think um our buddy oh, somebody had said you know between if they're uh, deciding between Preston Smith and Zadarius because they're gonna to have to get rid of one if it comes to that point you know like there, there's conversations like I that agree. being had right now yeah, you know, where, That's like, why I think
0: it's so important that Zedarius comes back because I think they're going to choose between the two. Right, yep. right.
1: And, and that's what I'm saying is that coming down to this 2022 season, like whether or not he ends up being a Packer, if he, if he decides to play, it's going to be an
0: interesting contract scenario. I agree. It's going to be really interesting. Because, like I said, the Packers have no money to play with, yet they have so many big guys to re-sign. Mm-hmm. Aaron is one of them. They want to restructure that contract, but they just don't have money to play with. Devontae... You gotta resign him, yeah. and if you don't, I, again they don't have the money. Jair, he's gonna need a new contract.
1: Yep. Cedarius and Preston.
0: Well, is it, you, see, those are the guys you probably cut both. Let Rashawn be one of the guys on the outside. Yeah. Yep. Full time, maybe draft another one. Maybe I, I don't know. It, but you're running out of money. You paid yeah. Kenny Clark. You paid Aaron Jones, and you know those are something you probably had to do. Those are contracts you had to make. But you're going to have to cut somebody at some point, and it's going to have to get ugly. Dean Lowry, I think, might be looked at. He's having a good year, but I think he might get looked at as you're either going to take a pay cut or you're going to play for another team next year.
1: So tell me, I understand you ran a simulation. <laughs> what what was this? What was the scenario in that uh, that simulation,
0: Tony? Thank you for the for asking that. Will a few? You know, I was huge on the Madden games. I've always been huge on the. I've always been a video game player, and I was huge on Madden. Twenty, mm-hmm. the one with Patrick Mahomes, yep, on the cover, and I always do franchise. I'm not a big I love franchise moment. all Madden guy or whatever that is. The the one where you get like cards and like I don't like it's just not realistic to me to have yeah. John Elway as your quarterback and Barry Sanders as your running back and then right. have Deion Sanders as playing like cornerback and the other that just doesn't, yeah I, yeah, like, yeah and then Reggie White's on the defensive line. I just don't <laughs> like that. That doesn't appeal to me, but. I'm a huge franchise guy. I like mm-hmm. the realism of it. I like to kind of run the organization how I think it should be run and then win every Super Bowl that has ever been played. Yep. So, <laughs> what happened when I was playing this game? I was playing with the Packers, of course, Wisconsin Market from Tony G, playing with the Packers. And it came time around this season where, mm-hmm. you know, we had just won like five Super Bowls. And then Aaron Rodgers' contract is up. And I try to resign him. And what happens in the game, if you don't resign him like three or four, maybe five times, then all of a sudden, and I think the game, just the way it works, has it made up that this player is going to become a free agent. I don't mm-hmm. want to sign. Sorry. So then you can't resign. You know where Aaron Rodgers went? Where's that, Tony? In this Madden franchise simulation that I played a few years back. The Detroit Lions. <laughs> Wouldn't that be something? I swear to you, that is absolutely true. That would be something else. And it was like a 5-11 five and, five and 11 team because they played 16 games in that franchise. It was like a 5-11 and 11 team every year. Oh, you're kidding. And then uh, and then he retired. So, uh, I don't know that he's going to be a Detroit Lion. But I just thought that was worth mentioning. According to your credible simulation. <laughs> <laughs> yep, that's true. Yep, my credible simulation where I won a Super Bowl. 10 out of 10 years. Yep. Correct. All right, we'll leave it there. We'll see what happens with Aaron Rodgers. I don't want to predict the Packers season because towards the back end of the show, the last segment – we will talk about the Super Bowl, and we'll predict Super Bowl 55. So we'll, the, the Packers might be in that, is what I'm saying, so I don't want to talk about it. Yeah, that. yeah. You know, we'll get to it in a second. You know, if you follow me well, I don't know if you follow me at all. Tony G Show. We'll <laughs> Tony G. So transitioning from one Wisconsin team to another. Wisconsin basketball played last night in a game that at first had me shouting. Mm-hmm. And then towards the end, I was shouting. Difference is, yeah. the reason that I was shouting in the, in, in in the, the first tone. half was because, all right, let's pick it up. And then the second half was, oh, let's go. Mm-hmm. So I was uh, pretty amped towards the back end of this game. Wisconsin market. Not trying to show my bias or anything. You know, I don't have one at all because I'm Tony G. But Wisconsin basketball with the number, another comeback win last night is really showing that they're one of the top teams in the country. I don't know that they're a top 10 team, top 15 team. I said this before. I don't want to say that they're going to win a national championship. That's not what I'm saying. But they're one of the better teams in the nation. What is different? If they're a team that's going to win a national championship this year, then they don't fall, ab- then they don't fall behind like this. This is like the third time they've done it. They came back against St. Mary's. I think that was a 10-point deficit, Texas A&M. 16-point deficit. Those two games were in the Maui Invitational Open. And then this one last night against Indiana. They were down 22 in the first half. That's a big margin. It was. I went to Mass last night, and I looked at the TV, because I was going to turn the Badger game on. And I turned the Badger game on, and I'm like, oh my gosh. It's like 25 to 9. That's one of the 22 (laughs) points, but I think it was like 22 to 9, and I was like, what is going on here? Yeah. So I, uh, you know, whatever. I just think I'll pass on this one. But I end up watching the final couple minutes, final... Nine minutes of the second half, and they're starting to come back, and they're starting to come back, and they're starting to come back. And I'm thinking, hey, hey, mm-hmm. now I'm thinking, hey, okay. So just to take you through my emotions, 44 to 17 run in the final 21 minutes of play, they ended up beating Indiana 64 to 59. That's dominant. I'm telling you, man, they turn on the game when they need to.
1: 44 to 17 run in 21,
0: 44 to like that's unheard of.
1: That's n- that's nearly a basket
0: a minute. Yeah, exactly. that's over. That's over a basket. A minute. Over? Well, yeah, right. If you consider like two points per basket. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which there's you're three. floating at about a basket per, per minute, a two point field goal per minute. Right. It's a weird way to think about an average adult, but you're right. I mean, that is a lot of points. That's fast. That's like me versus Will McCormick in mini basketball at the Tony G Studios basketball hoop. Either sure. way, <laughs> no response from Will because like I'm tired of him. Either way, like I said, they turn on the game when they need to. They go into halftime, and they readjust. They're like, okay, we're not shooting well. Okay, they're just shooting lights out. The thing with Indiana last night, similar to Texas A&M, is the team that played against Wisconsin, Texas A&M, Indiana, even St. Mary's, shot very well. Mm -hmm. Shot near lights out in the first half of the game, in the first beginning minutes of the game, the onset of the game. So then you get to halftime, and the Wisconsin Badgers start to put together some offensive drives. Now their offense is starting to click. They're starting to put together some possessions. They're starting to score quickly and started to erase this deficit. But on the other end, their defense picks up when it needs to as well. And granted, with the game last night, Indiana stopped shooting everything. Threes, they could not make. Field goals, they could not make. Free throws, they could not make. They handed that game to Wisconsin. Yeah. But it was also because Wisconsin turned it on when they need to. They didn't go like, we're going to lose this game. Let's get some of the freshmen, the sophomores, some reps. They turned it on. Yeah, Wisconsin they absolutely came back.
1: They didn't roll over. Basically, they just kept they just kept playing. They they know their game. Yeah, because they could have, you know, they still had to contest and and play against Indiana. I mean. You're not gonna tell me Indiana just started not making shots. Like Wisconsin was playing good defense too. Yeah. There's that to consider. Yep. They making making those small adjustments you like to talk about coming out of half.
0: Yeah. And they played good ball. And granted, there was still ball movement for Indiana. They were still getting open looks and missing yep. him, so it was part them too. But Wisconsin, like I said, man, this is a trend this year. This is the mantra of the Badgers basketball team. That when they start to put it together, this is a dangerous team. I think they like playing from behind. You know why I think that? Johnny Davis came out star. This guy is an athletic freak of basketball. I, I mean when he hit that three, he looked like Ray Allen at the corner yeah. to give the badges the lead. I think it was sixty to fifty nine after he hit the three. And when he, he was just like a step back in the corner, man right in his face, just had to pass. It was almost like a one timer in hockey, he just got the pass, kind of Ice in the veins. And he and he absolutely sunk it. Yeah. I mean, it was the clutchest thing I've seen all week. <laughs> Easily. He's a star. He's an athletic freak. But he came out after that game last night, and he said, and I quote, it's easier to play when you're down because you get more aggressive. Close it's very go. true. That's true. I don't know that I like that. Yeah, <laughs> I yeah. No, not if I go into every game saying, let's play from behind because then we can play aggressive. <laughs> yeah. How about yeah. you just play aggressive from the get-go? But yeah. early on in the season, I mean, it's still early December. It's not the worst thing in the world. You're starting to figure yourself out as a team. You're starting to figure out who can do what starting to figure out some supplemental players to Johnny Davis and speaking about the impact he has on the court, the badges are 8 and 0 when he plays and 0 and 1 when he loses. Hmm. He's one of their more important players, that goes without saying. Yeah. Couple more stats and things that I heard about the game last night. It's the largest deficit any Division 1 men's team has had to overcome in a win this season, 22 points. And Indiana is now 0 and 19 in their last 19 games at the Kohl Center since 1998. <laughs> Oof. Yeah, that's pretty bad. And when I said they stopped shooting, they stopped shooting. They shot one of fifteen from the field last night in that second half that drought where they got outscored forty-four to seventeen in the final twenty-one minutes.
1: Wow, that's rough. That's, that's rough. rough.
0: That's a rough day. Mm-hmm. Listen, I think the ceiling for the Badgers here can be pretty high.
1: And I like, like, I mean, you are not saying they're going to be national champions, but compared to seasons past for this Badger, Badgers basketball team, we might see some return to the former glory of just dominant, fundamental basketball play. That's true. Yes. And w- Which is just exciting for Wisconsin sports market. We'll see what happens. I mean, I'm excited for this uh, this Saturday
0: matchup. It'll be fun to watch. Yeah, the Saturday matchup coming up, it's one that scares me. Number mm-hmm. 22 ranked Badgers as of now head to number 21 ranked Ohio State at 11 o'clock on Saturday. That's going to be a really good game. Yeah. It scares me because Ohio State's good. I mean, they're a they're, they're Big Ten powerhouse in every sport. That game last night was one that the Badgers needed to win. Indiana and the Badgers had the same record, 7-1, and one coming into last night. Indiana was unranked, and the Badgers were ranked number 22. So you see what I'm saying here. If the Badgers lose that game, they're not ranked anymore. Indiana could get a ranking, right. and now all of a sudden it's not as impressive. Then Wisconsin goes to Ohio State, they lose this game. That was a game last night the Badgers absolutely needed to win. Mm-hmm. So they did that. They're going to head to Ohio State. I don't know. I don't know how this game is going to play out. Wisconsin's yeah. a scrappy team. Like I said, they don't let you pull away. They'll let you get that lead, but then if they do, they'll turn on the aggressive nature, like Johnny Davis says, and start to hit some of their shots, start to become a stranglehold-type defense. Look out. Yeah. See what happens. So we'll see what happens. But this season, really, to me, this season is really starting to save – the career of Greg Gard. Do you know what I mean by that? Is because Greg Gard, a few years ago, and I was on this train after he took over after Bull Ryan exited, said he's going to retire, call it quits. Greg Gard took over and did some good things with this team for a few seasons, and then they really fell into the tubes. It was a team that didn't have impressive basketball. It was a team that didn't have impressive recruits. There was good players around, but they didn't put it together. In a way that impressed anybody. And so a lot of speculation that I was involved in said the Badgers need to move on from Greg Gard. At the Division One level in college sports, if you don't win in a Power 5 conference and it's expected, you're on the hot seat immediately. Mm-hmm. I thought Greg Gard was on his way out. This season is absolutely saving his career in Wisconsin. Like I said, they're 8-1 and one, and they're 1-1 one one conference play now. I don't know that I'm so impressed that they have to fall behind to win, but I am impressed at the fact that they continue to come back, they continue to persist, and the fact that Greg Gard is starting to put some impressive players on the court. Now yep. they're not like draftable players, but they're scrappy players.
1: Yeah. They're winnable, serviceable players and that's Absolutely. only going to help that's only going to help the recruits down the line and say, "Look at this is a competitive team. This is what we can do." You know, it's only going to help future classes of this basketball
0: team to become even better. Correct. And from, like I said, great guards career. I don't know how the season will end. I predict they're going to start to lose some games because if you play from behind every day, it's just going to catch up with you. Right. But I do think they're going to put together some impressive wins. I think they're a top 25 team in the country. They may lose some tough games, but they may win some tough games. Mm -hmm. I don't know that they'll win in Ohio State, but I think that they have the capability to win against ranked teams, top teams in the country. They beat number 12 ranked Houston. Yeah. So we'll see. We will see what happens and reassess when we come back for 20G Show Season 8. Before we head to our NFL predictions and predict the Super Bowl, from one Badgers team to another, Badgers football, late December, December 30th, that's a Thursday, will play their bowl game. Mmm. Mmm, indeed. It's no Rose Bowl. (laughs) It's no Orange Bowl. It's no Sugar Bowl. It's no Cotton Bowl. It's no... It's nothing Whatever. sweet. It's nothing sweet. There's no fruit involved in this bowl. No. It's not the pinstripe bowl. It's not the Outback Bowl. There's no food or clothing associated with this one. It is the SRS Distribution Las Vegas Bowl. Come come again? <laughs> the SRS Distribution Las Vegas Bowl.
1: Gotta love the Distribution Bowl.
0: <laughs> what is this trophy going to look like? Is someone handing out know. money? It...
1: It's a good question. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I mean, the Duke's Mayo Bowl. Again, mail food. Yeah. Tostitos Bowl or whatever. the Duke's Mail Bowl, if you remember from last year, Grant Merch dropped the trophy, broke it, celebrating in the oh, locker yeah. room after they won the Duke's Mail Bowl. The trophy. So I don't know what it was just more like a football type of structured thing. I don't know what this trophy is going to be. Maybe a bowl of mayo. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Be really be, confusing. Well, that that was last year.
1: Yeah, I know. Just to really throw them off. What is
0: distribution going to be this year, though? This
1: is a good question. I, I maybe it'll be like. Uh, just like a dispersed, <laughs> like a really long trophy. Sure,
0: I don't know. All right, whatever. I don't uh, know. The, I don't know what the Wisconsin Badgers are going to play Arizona State, the Sun Devils, who are eight and four, six and three in conference play, second in the Pac-12 South. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> no, I don't know. I I like the Badgers' chance against this one. They put, the, you know, they they're not going to be a team to beat a Michigan. They're not going to be a team to beat a Notre Dame. They're not going to be a team, you know. They're going to lose games like that. This is a game I see winnable. I yeah. Mean, the yeah. The Minnesota for sure. loss was definitely hurt, hurt, hurtful. It, it mm-hmm. just sucked. I don't know. I don't know. It's like it's like a few years ago when they played the Pinstripe Bowl. It's like yeah, they're
1: expect. either good or they're bad, and there's really kind of no in between for this team. There's no like gritty wins or anything. It's just kind of
0: ugly losses and okay, okay wins. Yeah. Basically, that's a good point. And something else I want to mention before we move on is that the the Badgers win bowl games nasty like this. Oh yeah. They they I mean they won the pinstripe bowl, they won the Duke's Mayo Bowl. I mean they win the Outback Bowl like two out of the three. They won the Origin. When they get to the bowl game, they really pick it up. So mm-hmm. I think this is gonna be a Badger win. Yeah. I, I hope so too. Arizona State Herm Edwards, the former ESPN analyst, the head coach there. What about him? He used to be the <laughs> <laughs> See that's I guess that's what I think about him. I don't even know who he is. He is the he used to be the ESPN analyst for football. Oh, I don't. Know. Okay, we'll
1: see. We'll see what I think of him come uh, come <laughs> game day. So come December thirtieth. Yeah, yeah. Okay, that's a long time away. Yeah it is. Yeah. yeah.
0: Anyways, all right. <laughs> no school by then, but whatever. Uh, NFL predictions for the show return in late January to early February. Super Bowl fifty six is going to be played this year. The playoff picture is starting to take shape. There's one more playoff team now. There's another. There's three wild card teams this year. I'm not a big fan of that. Nah, me either. It's kind of dumb. It's kind of you know. Because now now it, it's money. You it's know, money, Tony. You know, coming into last year, you know who was the, you know, you know who I have was no idea. The, <laughs> I do that to catch you off sometimes. You know who was in the playoff picture? The hunt. Who's that? Like five and six teams. Oh, yeah, like yeah, five and seven teams. And it just allows for that team that's, that is not a playoff team to get a playoff game. Right. That they're going to lose. It's just a waste of a football game. It's a, wake of a waste of a week. Injuries. Injuries. It's just for money because you, you're hurting from COVID, and I get it. But I'm not a fan of the extra team. With that being said, we'll just go through AFC Championship, NFC Championship, and then Super Bowl mm-hmm. for Super Bowl 56. My AFC Championship pick, I think it's going to be Chiefs-Patriots. I think Patriots are one of the better teams in the league. I told you. I tell you year and year in, year, in and year out that if the Patriots get to a point where they're red hot, look out. And they are red hot. Yeah. So they're going to win the division. They're going to be in the AFC Championship game again, whether you like it or not. Made the argument just about a week ago that the Indianapolis Colts, good team. They get rolling, look out. Mm-hmm. I think they're going to run into one of these two teams, the Colts. They're going to win a couple playoff games and then get to the point where they're going to play Chiefs, Patriots, and... Those teams are going to win. Chiefs are going to be in the AFC Championship game. It's going to be Chiefs-Patriots. I like that. I think that would be a, a, a
1: definite winnable game for the Patriots. I mean, they can win a game off of throwing three passes. I understand yeah. that wasn't a dominant team they are playing, but yeah. I, I think that defense is no joke, and and Bill, Bill Belichick is one of the greatest minds of this game. So it,
0: well, it's certainly possible. Patriots know how to win. Using their offense. Yeah. If Mac Jones has to throw only three passes, they're going to do that. And the yep. Chiefs defense is not that good. Patriots are going to win. They're going to represent the EFC in the Super Bowl again, whether you like it or not. You no know Tom Brady on this team, so they're going to be in it again. Mm-hmm. NFC Championship. How would this look? All right, we'll get to that in a second. Yeah, yeah, yeah. NFC Championship, I think it's going to be a rematch of last year. Buccaneers, Packers.
1: I could see that. I could also I certainly could. I think...
0: I don't buy into the Cardinals yeah, playoff, uh, come playoff time. I just don't see them being a team that really gets aggressive and physical. And I was going to say,
1: we can't discount them totally. Yep. But since that loss to Green Bay, has been, their play has certainly gotten less.
0: Well, wanna, certainly They've had yeah. injuries too, though.
1: Right. And I don't want to say that they're a bad team because of that loss because they're still a good team. Yeah. But we'll see how they play out back half of the season. But I do like this rematch scenario.
0: And you know what I say? Packers are going to win this game. Mm-hmm. Last dance, Aaron Rodgers, and this is why I didn't want to talk about it in the first segment because we were talking about Aaron Rodgers. Because we're going to talk about it now. Packers are going to win this game, and they're going to go to the Super Bowl. It's going to be Patriots-Packers Super Bowl 1996 rematch. You know what I say? Pack all the way. I'm going to knock on wood for you. Thank you. Please yep. do that for me. That I was worried about making this prediction because people would be so mm-hmm. uh, jinxy about it. But it's the last dance. Packers Super Bowl 56 champions. Aaron Rodgers awesome. rides out into the sunset and retires. Rodney Adams goes joins another team because he doesn't have a contract. Packers can't play. <laughs> <laughs> can't pay him. And he's going to go find somewhere else to play after getting it right. There's my pick. Packers over Patriots in the Super Bowl. But what if... Yeah, I, I, I thought of this after...
1: When, once you said, you know, oh, I kind of thought of the same thing.
0: What if Buccaneers, Patriots... That'd be interesting too. The entire world would watch Tom Brady versus the Patriots in the Super Bowl. How bad do you want? I even want that. Whether you like Tom Brady, whether you like the Patriots or not. I think for the first time in my life, I'd be a Patriots fan. (laughs) Well, yeah, you're not a big Tom Brady guy, and so that'd be fair. How about that? That would be the blockbuster of the century. Tom Brady versus Patriots. That would be the end. Like, Tom Brady, if he wins that game, he's retiring. He's calling it. it, He's done.
1: It would be one of the more interesting Super Bowls, but also be one of the most boring ones, just because it's like, oh, Brady's in another Super Bowl. Like, so that's y- you know, the thing,
0: though. It's, like he's against the Patriots. It's not like Brady's in another Super Bowl. It's not like this is the Patriots again. It's they meet against each other. Yeah. I mean, you you want to talk about documentary stuff? This is it. Oh yeah, this is it.
1: Rogers winning one would be a good documentary too. Yeah, sure. I I, I like your prediction. I certainly could see Cardinals sneaking in there. Yeah, that's true. I don't. I don't think the Rams are a bad team either. And like we said before, early in this episode, it's just one game you have to win. Yeah. So. Rams are still a good team. They're not. A, they're not a you know a little dust on your shoulder kind of scenario. Sure. They're they're a solid team that can win some games. Full of really talented players. So I I think your prediction could be right, but football can change in a game can change in a minute, less than that. So speaking of dust on the shoulder, how about a game of basketball? You be the dust on my shoulder. I scrape by. <laughs> you wish. All right. I'll uh, I'll dunk on you to end the season. How's that sound?
0: How about that? And the of se- uh, first off that won't happen, but the end of the season is here. I know it's crazy. We're done. We are 25 <sighs> regular season episodes in and we are done.
1: I'm ready for season eight. I am. I, I think it will be fun. We get a little, a little bit of a rejuvenation to us. New semester, get some energy in us. It'll be nice.
0: How about that? I mean, we're done. Mm-hmm. We're done.
1: And then that's our last season, by the way. Yeah. At least of our college careers. We'll see yes. what, where we go from there. Well, but.
0: that's the thing. I'm, You know, podcast might get a reshifting or remodeling. Right, right. The whole landscape might change. So the Tony G Show as we know it, the last season. Next season. Season 8.
1: We'll make it the best one yet.
0: With that being said, Will McCormick, have a good winter break. You too, buddy. I'm Tony G. Tony G Nation. I'll see you on the other side. It's been a great season. Stay tuned for Tony G Show interviews throughout all of winter. But as for now, it's not goodbye. It's... Tony G Show. Thanks for listening to The Tony G Show. Support the show on social media on Twitter and Instagram. Also, make sure to subscribe and comment on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify.